thumbnail photo. Is there anything you can do emotional-wise that would represent the biggest, or represent this episode? Hmm. We're Twitter Nation. We are back and better than ever with a new edition of the week going down. I am your host by popular vote, the Redder host, John Dolovecki, credit Sam Benick. And I'm your better host, Wesley Harton. What are we talking about this week, John? Wesley, we have a fantastic show. This week is just full of both a rant, some quarantine backyard controversy, which was, I mean, that was like the talk of the entire weekend and still is going to be the talk of the next few weeks. We also have a plenty, a couple of things to cover as well as all of your fun activities in the world of Strava. So without further ado, let's get started with the legend known as Barty. Alrighty, Paul Barty is back in action again this week, completing two half marathon distance run this week. Barty, you know that only counts for one week, right? You can't run two in one week and have that count. He's, a, he's an overachiever. He, he is an overachiever. <laughs> Barty ran the Iron Furnish trail race virtual run and took this selfie and multiple photos out on the course. Epic stuff as always, Barty. We'll see you next week. All right, Return Relation, let's dive into the biggest topic of the weekend. By far, the Quarantine Backyard Ultra was a fantastic event and overall went really, really well. There was over 2,100 runners. I mean, let me put that, 2,100. Imagine 2,100 people standing in one spot, like nuts. And the fact that everyone did this in their backyards and set up their own little stations and whatnot, personal peak fit endurance did a good job coordinating scheduling and planning everything with Zoom and YouTube Live and ended up going to Facebook Live later, but fantastic event. Mike Wardian ended up winning with a total 63 hours, absolutely nuts. 262.5 miles, very, very close. And he really wanted that, that that record and he was very close to it. But unfortunately, uh, it ended a little earlier than everyone was anticipating. So Wesley, what happened with the race? All right, a few notable results from around Ridge Under Nation. You know what they do. You know what they do best. I mean, they just show up at all times. A few highlights from around the nation included Ethan Sleeman knocking out a 100K distance, which was a new PR for him, as well as Nick Voss, who ran, <laughs> ran, come on. Nick Voss did run, but what's more impressive is that he ate seven OCPs out of the course. Well done, guys. Respect for those OCPs. We need more respect for those OCPs. A few other notable stories was one of Matt Shepard from Canada who ended up moving inside to run laps around a coffee shop. Matt ran 16 hours in the coffee shop for about 42 total hours out on the course. Um, and God knows how many laps of that coffee shop were needed. I would have been dizzy. Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that inside a small space like that. Like that would just be so tough mentally. No. Also, I'm all about young ultra runners, but 13-year-old Ben Tidwell did something that blew my mind and ended up making it 24 loops, which equals 100 miles. Unreal from Ben. I can just imagine some of his friends being like, hey, do you want to run 100M this year? And Ben responds, yeah, sure. Do you have like 24 hours or so? And his friends reply, well, isn't it only supposed to take like 10 to 13 seconds, depending on how fast you go? Just <laughs> absolutely crazy. It's great stuff, Ben. 
If you thought the guy who ran around the coffee shop was crazy, then the guy who ran around the couch is just at another level. We couldn't find his name anywhere we looked, but, you know, subsequently known as the couch guy, ended up running 20 hours around his couch. Absolutely impressive and just a fantastic way to make the best of what he got. A few other results that caught our eyes were a couple of Ohioans. We had local Harvey Lewis out of Cincinnati, Ohio, who ran a whopping 145 miles. Rumor had it he stopped for family night and then got busted because he fell asleep on the couch. Gabe Rainwater set a PR of 154 miles and our very own Michael Owen made it a total of 162 miles for his first backyard appearance. Absolutely incredible results. These guys are fantastic and represented Ohio so well. All right, now it's time for the controversy. We mentioned earlier that Mike Wardian ended up winning, but there obviously was a little debate at the end on how things shook out. I believe that the Quarantine Backyard Ultra will always go down with an asterisk next to it due to the decisions from the race directors at personal peak endurance. At the start of the 63rd hour, the bell sounded and Wardian took off, yet Radic Bruner was on his treadmill but did not push start for over a minute and a half. And this is where things get dicey. If you check out the rules that were posted beforehand, you will see the highlighted point says runners need to be on their treadmill at the start of each loop, which Radic was. But if you look at the two points above that, you will see that runners must start the treadmill at the bell, which he did not. And to be honest, I've gone back and forth on how this rule should be interpreted. At first, my stance was firm that you must start moving at the bell. But if the rules are subjective, like they are above, I think it's hard to say. In a real event, a physical backyard ultra, this would be cut and dry, super easy. But the way that this was handled by Personal Peak was absolutely spineless. If you were watching live, you would see that Laz, who's the race director of who that made this format, popular got mad when he saw Radic not start. Laz said something along the lines of, it's been over a minute, he's done. Laz got mad, stormed off, and Sandra ended their stream. It's been, it's been a full minute with no response. I think he's done. At this point, it's fair to say that Laz called the race directors at personal peak and told them to shut it down. Whether there was a lag, a stream being behind, or whatever, these race directors had their own decision to make and they caved under pressure. Do I think that race directors at Personal Peak wanted the race to be over? Absolutely not. They were crying when presenting the news at the end. But who might want this race to be over so that his race is still the top backyard ultra? Laz. And I honestly feel bad for Mike Wardian for having to deal with this at the end. They were talking about the technicalities and how that Radic was DQ'd, but they did barely congratulated Mike on winning the whole event. Minutes and minutes went by before Wardian's wife chimed in and asked, can we celebrate? Can you guys say good job to your champion? At that point, they finally congratulated Mike on his epic performance. Just absolutely crazy stuff. Eventually when Radic finished his loop and was ready to talk, at that point, they cut the feed and it took 40 minutes to get a post saying congratulations to Mike up on social. No closure, no final thoughts, no congrats between the two runners, no input from Laz, just silence. I had no idea who these personal peak endurance people were before this. And in the end, I will always remember them as the spineless people who caved 
under pressure in the final moments. Let me know in the comments if you think this is a good take or if I'm off the mark. At the end of the day, this event was a success until the final hour, but big picture, over 2,000 runners were out there this weekend from all over the globe, challenging selves and pushing themselves to limits they did not know were imaginable. I give massive kudos to everyone who partook in this event, including our two final runners. And now it's time for our rant of the week. Buckle up. There recently has been an image going around that includes nine tasty treats. The idea is you have to pick three of them as your top choice. I have been absolutely astounded by the hate on oatmeal cream pies. I even received this message from Adam Wise saying, do y'all actually even like oatmeal cream pies? They're kind of trash. Wow, Adam, that is one trash take from you. Side note, Regeneration, this is the last time I will ever refer to them as that. From now on in the show moving forward, they'll just be called OCPs. That's a cooler, cooler lingo. So when I mention OCPs, everyone should know what I'm talking about. But seriously, why is the hate against OCPs so strong? Why are there so many people that are off the mark on this? Check this out. I mean, I always have like 20 to 25 of these things with me at all times. They're versatile, easy to open. And listen, if you want one, I've got like 40 in my cupboard right now and I can mail you one. Just drop your uh, address in the comments below or send me a personal message. I'll make sure to get one of these out to you guys. End rant. Due to the amazing and massive series of events over the weekends and everything that's been going on, we have not one, but two Rejoin Live shows this week. First off, Wednesday night, nine o'clock, we're having special guests, Gabe Rainwater and Michael Owen to talk about Quarantine Backyard Ultra. Yes, we will be talking about the controversy, but we will also dive into Gabe and Michael's personal experiences with using the Backyard format as an online program instead of being on site. Uh, it'll be interesting to talk to Michael being hit, having his background in race directing as well. Additionally, on Thursday at 8 p.m., we'll be having two other Ridge Runner Nation members on, Eric Anderson and Bobby Harrington of North Carolina. These two runners have run most of the biggest races on the East Coast, have a stout background on the ultra signup, and have some just great banter, great advice. Um, hope you guys are there and enjoy it. Now for our Strava rundown. If you would like to get noticed on Ridge Runners, please join the Ridge Runners Club on Strava by visiting that link in the description below. And Wesley, you know it takes more than one person to do the wave, right? Oh, are you serious, man? I've been doing this for for years all by myself. I mean, I'm the person that basically baseball games that starts the wave. I mean, everyone <laughs> hates me for that, but uh, yeah, big wave guy myself, so. Well, over the weekend, Arlen Glick set out and completed his 100-mile goal for the weekend and the new and inaugural Corona 100. This race is gonna have John, to happen. we do not need another 100 miler in the US. Of course we do. Have you seen how full these things are? We need more 100s. Arlen finished in, in an absolutely impressive 13 hours, 12 minutes, like unbelievably fast. This It's just insane, to, especially by yourself to just go out and push and do that. That's nuts. Congrats, Arlen. We love it. We wanna see more. Chris Smith from Michigan ran a marathon over a 24-hour period this past weekend. The first hour, Chris ran 3.2 miles, and after that, Chris ran one mile at the start of every hour for 24 hours. He took selfies each loop, which were absolutely awesome. I don't know if I could stay engaged this long during an event like this. Did he shower every loop? Did he sleep? I'm sure he ate in there a little bit, but these are the pressing qu questions that uh, Chris needed to answer for us. Nevertheless, epic stuff. 
Barty, you better watch out. Andrew Wall is coming for you. He set out on a new street challenge of completing a half marathon every day. His number is going to significantly outpass yours in about two years if uh, he can keep it up. So you better watch out. Watch your back. Ohio University student Cammie Hibbard ran nine miles over the weekend, which is one of her longest runs this year. She claimed that she saw many familiar faces along the Hawk Hawking Adena bikeway in Armitage Road. What is a familiar face? Like, do you know this person? Do you just like see them often and you just recognize their face? What do you think, John? Wesley, obviously this is somebody you know. What? Uh, yeah, you're, you're probably right on that. Nevertheless, Keep it up, Cammy. Travis Zipville ran a 100K distance around Columbus over the weekend. Travis said the payment wasn't his jam. I'm, mine either. I really like grape or cherry. Uh, Wesley, what are you, what, what's your favorite? D big time, big grape jam guy. Pavement jam just definitely isn't my pa thing either. It just mm. sounds awful, honestly. It does. I'd rather have grape jam too. So Travis don't know what's going on. We agree with you at least on that. Even with 2,500 feet of elevation gain, Travis still ran an 8.22 pace, which is just nuts. Great work, Travis. Also, Erin Zipfel got after it this weekend as she ran her longest run since 2018. Next time, just don't stop. Just <laughs> ignore the fact that Fitz is probably getting into some kind of trouble back home and just run all day. We're looking forward to seeing more epic runs from you, Erin. Erica Fiegels ran some new local trails over the weekend in Colorado. She took a selfie, but Erica, the mountain pictures are where it's at. Those are those are where it's at. Those are incredible. They make me want to put a backpack on and go find some new trails as well. Awesome job. And with that, thank you for turning into this week's rundown from the Ridge Runners. Be sure to check back next week to stay updated on all things trail and ultra, mostly east of the Mississippi. And Nick Foss. Of course. In addition, subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell below if you want to be notified every time we release a new video. That being said, if you like what we're doing, give a share with your friends and hit that like button along the way. I'm your host, John Dolovecki. I'm your better host, Wesley Harden. John, you forgot your name already, but that's okay. And we'll see you next week on the Weekly Rundown.